Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your Micropolitan Matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Every podcast will cover everything from dating advice, dating profile reviews, love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and so much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized micropolitan area. Oh, hey, everyone. We are back. Happy Thursday. We took a little hiatus. There was a lot going on in the world last week, but... Um, we're really excited. We have a super fire episode, two amazing guests, two guests tonight. Super pumped about that. But first it's Gabby's turn. It's been a minute since you've done a heart take. I know it has like a whole week goes by two weeks, really, by the time that we release the podcast, two things. I'll start with the lighthearted fun one first. Uh, we did officially release our matchmaking services last Monday and our database is blowing up. So we talked a little bit about this on live, but for our podcast listeners, um, we have two options when it comes to matchmaking. One, you can join our database as a single, which is completely free. The thing about being on our database and having a profile is we might pick you to match you with a paid matchmaking client, but you are not guaranteed any dates on, on the free database. You're kind of just there saying, hey, I'm single. I would be interested, you know, if you did have somebody in mind for me, the paid matchmaking services, um, that is different because there are quite a few perks that come with that. But the main thing is that you are guaranteed a certain amount of dates and we are actively getting to know you, getting to learn about your values, what type of person and relationship you're looking for. And we will actively be searching for matches for you from those database, from our networks. Becky and I are now connected with uh, a lot of different matchmaking companies in the Northeast and other places. So if you are interested in those paid matchmaking services, we ask you to schedule a free consult with us so we can kind of walk you through that process. But that is very big news for us and we are so excited to offer that service now. Uh, my main heart take, which is a little bit on the gray side, um, it, you know, I'm going to open up a little bit and be a little bit vulnerable, but I was dating this person for the last three months that I could really see a future with. And every person, I've said this before on the podcast, but the last handful of people I've dated, I felt like each time I was kind of getting closer to that person that I could really see myself with and could see myself building with. Um, and so we got to the point where I was feeling comfortable enough to be vulnerable about different insecurities I had in relationships based on my past experiences. Um, and I did so thinking that we kind of had an open table of communication. We could kind of talk about anything with each other and, um, you know, work together to heal each other and build through it. And, um, I didn't get ghosted, but I kind of got ghosted mm. after that conversation um, and like, it sucks because it's really hard for me to be vulnerable. And especially with somebody that I really thought like we had this mutual connection and understanding and, you know, open floor of communication with it really hurt. But the, the reason I'm bringing it up as a heart take is because I have to stop, take a look at the situation and realize that I still need to be vulnerable moving forward with people I care about. And I can't hold myself back or become closed off because of this experience or other experiences I've had. You know, a friend of mine said 
when I was telling her about the situation was like, you know, you've been hurt so many times and you feel, you felt confused so many times, but you, you believe in, you still believe in love and you still put yourself out there. And I think that's really important if you're actually trying to, you know, find that person that is for you. So keep putting yourself out there. Keep, yeah. When you put yourself out there, you are open to being hurt, but that's what life is all about. You know, I love that Gab. And I think that, um, you know, I'm rereading for the book club that I lead. I'm rereading Attached. And one of the big messages from that book is all about effective communication and the fact that if you can be brave and vulnerable and share what your needs are, not be embarrassed of what those needs are, um, you're going to find things out a lot quicker. And yeah, you might end up you know, not having a relationship with someone that you thought could have been great. But when you, once you express your needs, they run, but wouldn't you rather know and you have no questions. And so I think um, that maybe that's a little addition to your heart take is to read attached if you haven't yet. And you're, whether you're single or in a relationship, I think that book is a a big game changer, but it's kind of a great segue into our guests today. I'm going to bring them on screen for those watching on YouTube, but we have Trent and Lacey with us. I'm super pumped. I'm going to let them introduce themselves um, for the most part, but just to share a little background, Trent and I reconnected through some work and networking things um, with my full-time gig, actually my my last full-time gig, um, not, not even the one I'm in now, and we still get to work together and find ways to help each other out in various projects, but um, I'm just so excited because we actually went to high school together, and these guys are high school sweethearts, and they're going to tell us about all of their highs and lows and and ups and downs and their secrets to making that magic happen. So Trent, Lacey, I would love if you guys shared a little bit about yourselves to kick off the conversation and we'll go from there. Um, so I'm Lacey, Trent. Um, we met in high school. Um, I was about 16 and he was 18. Um, he, we met through mutual friends and it was different high schools. She went yeah, to I went Troy, to Lansingburg High School. I went to Schenectady. She heard how fly I looked at the pro. <laughs> after that, he's just a basketball superstar, super casual. It's fine. I will say he came in with like this jersey, like down to his knees, <laughs> big old chain, and like big earrings. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> You're like that is a perfect specimen. <laughs> We were both kind of like, so one friend was dating his friend. And so me and someone else, we were like, well, let's see if he got friends, you know? And he walked in and the other friend that was, you know, kind of single too, she's kind of taller. So she was like, oh, I don't know. So he and I kind of matched because of her height. (laughs) 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 But um, we've kind of just been stuck together since. I love it. I love it. And when did you, so wait, I'll let Trent, you go ahead and introduce yourself first. And then I have a question. My name is Trent, um, Trent Griffin Broth. She, she said everything else. Like, (laughs) so I don't have much to add other than uh, what I think we were 16 and 18 when we first met. Um, And uh, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> when did you guys get like engaged and then married um we didn't get engaged until my 21st birthday so five years later and then we got married 
um, in 2011, wow. 2010, we got married in 2010. So it's, it was quite the journey of us dating for quite some time and then deciding to get married and then staying married, which is the real work. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like when you start together that young, that makes sense that you waited that long. I mean, you're still going through like your formative years and figuring things out. So I would love, exactly. And like seeing how you match. (laughs) (laughs) What made you know that you wanted, so I know we'll get into the real work of staying married, but what was it about each other? Like, when did you know that this was your person and you wanted to get married? Yeah. Lacey's like, tell me. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually a a marriage counseling session. Well, um, for me, it was once we, uh, she was pregnant with our second child. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I said, I'm not going nowhere. We already got one kid together. Um, By then, we were probably just shy of 30. Well, I was just shy of 30. So I was like 28, 29. And I was just like, "This this is my life. Like, this is what I want. We had already been through... Um, some challenging years in our 20s when I was incarcerated. We were still together during that time. Um, So just uh, navigating that, kind of also navigating um, basically, you know, so I I was incarcerated at 19. So from 19 to 23, that's a lot of years where people are like kind of exploring life, getting to know who they were. And so I think I kind of had to play a little bit of catch up probably somewhere around my 25, 26 year old range. But by the time I was uh, like 28, 29, I was more so focused on, you know, I I really want to change my life. Um, This is who I want to be with. This is my family. And um, and I'm going to do whatever it takes for us. So that's kind of what for me was our second daughter. Lacey, what was that experience like, you know, like, being in love with somebody and they are incarcerated and not with you physically for four years. Like how do you, how do you keep a a true love alive during that time? And also like you're growing on the outside, like Mm -hmm. life and Trent has a completely world different worldly experience. Like how, how do you keep a relationship alive in that time? Well, I think, I mean, I was 18 back then I don't we was just young yeah I don't really have great advice I will say we we, uh, made it a priority to kind of stay connected through like phone calls and letters and I would go see him um very often I'd drive up with his mom she and I got really close um so I think that really really helped yeah but I, I think a lot of it was trial and error back then you know yeah I I think it's interesting because obviously like those circumstances were really tough i would imagine but it also kind of gave you the basis of a foundation i feel like that you needed mm-hmm. to grow as a family mm-hmm. down the road because it's like you aren't with that person physically anytime like you can't be intimate with that person you can't yeah. experience like these fun life things with that person like you really have to get down to the like the reasons why you guys like each other and your values and, you know, build a friendship. I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. As well as um, kind of like what she said too, like she was spending a lot of time with my mother. So now you're yeah. even, you get more connected with the family. Like yeah. she was her own relationships with my aunts, my mother, my grandparents. Yeah. 
So um, I think all of that also helped later on in life, you know, as we became closer and closer. It's like our families just had already meshed together over the years. And those are some early challenges. I know we talked a little bit before we started recording. We wanted to dig in. And, and Lacey, you even said, like, the staying married, that's where the work comes in. And I think, you know, we have people listening that are single. We have people that listen that are in relationships. But I think especially for people who are single, you almost sometimes can, like, glamorize. A, and, and through the pandemic, you think, like, oh, I, I've been alone. Like, it must be so nice to have a support system and help. But it's work can you talk about the i mean this is a hugely broad question but like the work of the relationship and what it takes to make it this lot this this is incredible how long you guys have been together at the ages you are it's beautiful and what's what's that like um well it does take a lot of work it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of um somewhat of a sacrifice you know you have to be willing to be vulnerable be open to being wrong be open to learning from the other person um, be open to putting that person first um, I think those key components communication and vulnerability like I said being open um, are, are just huge in, in keeping a marriage together. And just like the work, like we said, is work. So as um, we get older, especially being together from 16 and 18, we're not the same people we were then. And so um, fortunate enough for us, we've grown together and sometimes people grow apart, um, which that happens too, just the evolution of growth. But I think um, for us more specifically, we both, we both had a, we both wanted a family. Like even from a young like Becky, when I was in high school, I was like in long term relationships. Like I was <laughs> as a kid, so <laughs> so that was like my destiny. That that's what I wanted, yeah. and that's also what she wanted. And so, um, I think you got to have a level of, you know, we're not giving up. Like you know, there's not to say things has always been peachy. There's been times where we like, yo, why are we doing this? Like <laughs> you know, like and but we realized that. We do this because we want to do this. We we got into this because we we care for each other. We love each other, and also we started a family together. And mm-hmm. so you know, shit, we we gonna make sure that our kids don't aren't raised the way we were. Yeah. And that's without both parents in the house. And so, um, but I think it's it's still way more than just the kids. Like some people are together just for the kids. I think the kids are a very solid foundation, which which makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. to be like, I want to stay here. Um, but it still comes down to, you know, who makes you happy. Like, you know, that's my partner, um, in life. And so, um, you know, I I could be myself, fully be myself at all times with her. And, um, and she's like my safe space. So, um, you know, so, you know, for me, that's my, that's my comfort right there. We're like melting listening to you. When you said that's my safe space, I just felt my whole body like it all tingly. You guys are so cute. <laughs> you know, I'll also add, we at a very young age have always had the same priorities and goals. Like we've always been on the same page with like what we want to do with our kids, how we want to raise them, what we want to do with our money. Like so huge. that in itself has like been a glue for us um, and it has helped us through a lot of things and it has brought us to where we are and even today we, we still talk about our goals we still you know prioritize things in the household but being on the same page about 
those big, big things, religion, money, kids, your values, your morals um, is is like the, the biggest thing I think that has, has really, really helped us because we can go back to those things and say, okay, well, what, what did we say we wanted to do? And it's a we, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, well, I'm going to go this way and you're going to go that way. Plus, yeah. I think trust. I think uh, all of that stuff happens, you know, it's trust. And, you know, a lot, most relationships is lacking trust. And it might not even be a, a infidelity matter. Um, mm -hmm. It could be a financial matter. Maybe the they don't trust mm -hmm. each other financially. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, I mean, it, like, like she was saying, for us, we've been very, we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, we lucked up, like if yeah. from being honest, we just lucked up. But, um, but it definitely comes down to that trust factor too, and I think that's something that's huge. And um, even, even you know, people go through things. So you know, even if there is a, a stage, a period, or a time where there was infidelity, being able to get past that, really developing the trust, keeping the trust there. And, and knowing what your partner brings to the table. Like, I know I know I could rely on her to do certain things just like she knows she could rely yeah. on me. And, you know, there's not even no second guess, no questions yeah. about it. Like, it's just you just know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, that, that, that really works for us. Well, and I, I love that. And I think what you spoke to, too, there's like a similar level with you guys of like, ambition might not be the right word, but like motivation and what you want to create. And I think, you know, Trent, you and I had lunch not too long ago and I was sharing like my most recent relationship. I came to realize that that was really broken. And as I tried to address that, it just, yep. there comes a time when, when you kind of have to call it and there weren't kids involved in that. Like it was at least at a time where I could make that break and, and decide that for myself. So I think the fact that you guys are on the same page there, that's a really special thing. And I don't think it's something that everybody always thinks about. And I know, Gabby, I feel like that's a segue because I know you want to ask about building a business and kind of what that looks like. So I'll let you ask your question, but like it, it's so involved in that. Totally, totally. And I think um, just one more thing before I ask my question is that I, I see a lot of my friends or colleagues settling Mm -hmm. um, when they're, I'm 29, I'll be, I'll be 30. And I think that a lot of women, especially, you know, are kind of like feeling pressure at this point from society. Like, mm -hmm. okay, like let's find someone if we want to have kids over the next couple of years. And I think that one of the relation, one of the reasons I'm not seeing these relationships work is because they settle for people who don't have the same long-term vision and goals yeah. and mm -hmm. values that they do. You know, they're willing to compromise on some of these things that are so ingrained in who they are personally and that it just, it's just not going to work out. So I think that is so important, you know, you know, to have those high standards as to finding somebody who really is in line with those financial and those family goals and just, you know, life goals in general. But Yep. Ben, you have built a very successful and growing business um, over a couple of businesses. Yeah, you're just <laughs> killing it. Yeah, go into more of that. But you know, something I think about a lot as a single entrepreneur is, you know, can I have both? Like, can I have that business and you know meet my financial goals and also have a partner and a family? You know, I don't know. Is it possible? Like, can you? do both of those things well. So I would love to hear from both of your perspectives as to, you know, how, and have four children, nonetheless. Like, <laughs> um, you know, 
what, what has that experience been and what advice would you give somebody like me who is kind of questioning mm. all of these big life things? Man, that's, that's like a packed question yeah. right there. Uh, we got a lot of unpacking to do. Um, well, first, um, you want to go first? Or you want to go first? All right. Um, I would say, so, and all I could do is talk about us. Like, that's all yeah. I know. That's the only experience I have. But I'll say that um, for us, we, we talked about the business before you know, as, as it was becoming a thing or a thought process, we talked through all of that. Um, we came up with a plan. Um, and again, going back to the trust, though, the one thing my wife knew is I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm not going to like I'm always been someone who's like, I'm going to figure it out. And so, you know, we, we made a plan. We were fortunate enough to be in a position where we could survive off of either one of our salaries. We both were making around the same amount of money at the time. Um, and our bills, we were also smart enough to make sure our bills could be supported by one of us. And so um, starting it off, it was, hey, you know, if I'm going to make this, if I'm going to do this, I want to try this, but I need your support in doing so. And it's going to be tough for a while, like, you know, um, but we can, we can make it. And, but I'm telling you, this is the one, like, trust me, like, you know, have, have your faith in me. Like, this is the one I, and, and, you know, I, I promise I'm going to do this, 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 and this, you just got to have my back and support like this, 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 and this. And, um, and that's what we did. And we just, we executed and, you know, we, we stick to the plan um and you know there was times where it, still there's there's times where I, I when i started one, one business to the other i told her like babe you guys won't see me for like yeah. 90 to 120 days yeah. like i'm gonna just have to grind but after that period then i'm gonna spend this amount of time with us and then i will get focused back on that and so like it's all just it's all premeditated and and, and all planned out in advance i would say and um but that also goes back to, I think, our history. Um, she could trust me. She knew, like, all right, if he does this and we're living on this one salary, he's not going to go out and buy Balenciaga shoes and, and, and just spoil the paycheck. And now we have nowhere to live. Um, she, she knew that, now nah, if Trent needs to, Trent will live off a dollar menu for the rest of his life. And he will. And he will stretch a dollar and he'll figure this out. And so um, and so that's what we did. So I think a big portion was the trust. It was the communication, going back to Lace, and the execution, just sticking to the plan, not becoming deterred no matter what's thrown at us. This is us. It's not a me thing. When when you see Trent's name on, on a 40 under 40, it's not just Trent. Like, that's what it might say, but it wasn't possible without her. It wasn't possible without my mother. It wasn't possible without our support system. And so, um, and, and that goes for everything. And I understand that. And so um, and she knows I understand that. She understands that. So it's like, we're a team. That's really what it comes down to, we're a team. One thing is, so he has taken taken care of me since I was 16. Uh, and I, I tell that to anybody, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> like, you know, he bought me my first car at 16. He, he just always took care of me. So when it came time for him, I knew, the Marriott thing wouldn't work because of his mind, you know, mm -hmm. he was bigger than it. So when he came to me and with the, the Tech Valley idea, um, we spoke very openly about it. He was very clear about the sacrifices that it would 
that it would take on both of our ends. He'd be out the house for a long time, for long hours. Um, but it was a short-term pain for a long-term gain. Mm -hmm. He promised me back then, babe, I promise you, you're going to live the life that you want. And he kept that promise. And I knew that because of all of the years, even in jail, he took care of me. So there was never a question of, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Because I know he's going to make sure we even if it's McDonald's, if it's, you know, a chicken for a whole week, he's going to do whatever he has to do to make sure that his family is taken care of. So trust is just huge. It really, really is. And also, like, like I said, understanding the sacrifices that it's going to take. Well, and that's like, and I, before you just said that, Lacey, I wanted to ask you, but you, you kind of just answered it. It's like that trust building from the beginning, like, some of what you're talking about definitely comes with time because you need to experience each other in these highs and lows. But was there something early on in the relationship? I mean, it kind of sounds like him taking care of you from the beginning, just yeah. like, when did you, what did he do to really show and, and help you build that trust in him? I, I, you kind of already answered it, but I'd love to give you a chance to talk about it. even um, more. He always showed up. He always showed up. Um, whether that be I needed something, I just wanted to talk to him, like regardless of anything else, he has always been a constant reminder of like, I got you. Let it, let it out. Like I got you. And I, I tell people all the time, like he, this is, he's my husband, obviously, but he's my partner. Like he makes my life so easy that I could come home and just like, oh, you know, as somebody that I can share, you know, troubles and challenges and life and headaches with, but also, you know, the good things, but, you know, he just makes it so easy. And it's, it's kind of always been that way. So I don't, I don't think that there's like a specific moment or time, but I think it, after repeat of him showing up, it's like, okay, now this is, this is just who he is at this point, you know, this is not the, the 90 day <laughs> warranty. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this is <laughs> and especially as he grew into um, like a, a, a father and, you know, as years went on and he just kept showing up and showing up and showing up and making sure that our needs were always met. And our wants, if I'm being quite honest, you know, I, he's just he just really prioritizes his family. Yeah, that's so funny. Like I always tell my little brother, I was like, half of life is just showing up, you know, Showing up for your family, showing up for your job, showing up for your friend, you know, like just literally putting yourself yes. there when somebody needs you. Like, mm -hmm. I really feel like that really is half of life. Mm -hmm. and, um, so important when you want to find a stable, long term relationship. But yeah. it's so hard because that should be like you'd think it's a standard. But I mean, you guys are like you said, you're so lucky and mm -hmm. that you're doing this for each other because it's not one sided. Lisa, you're obviously showing up, too, and yeah. like a, an important piece of the puzzle of your family. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so I think for some people, it's just disheartening because that showing up piece is lacking for yeah. a lot of people, some of whom are in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but even in the dating mm -hmm. scene, just like how how impersonal it is with like apps and all of these other things. So just, I think to hear you guys talk about that, it, it's, it's so simple and so complicated at the same time, but it, 
hopefully is speaking to our single listeners, especially that like, this is the standard and this is possible and it's real to find someone that shows up for you in that way. It is, but I would also encourage them. Like we lucked up. Like I'm gonna keep saying that we really lucked up. Like I know we did. Um, I don't even know if it's us. Like, I don't know if it was just our higher power. So to like putting us in all of these positions, like we just lucked up. Like I, I don't, I always say I don't got good luck. I got strange luck, and because it's it never feels good, but it always works out. And mm-hmm. and so, um, and that's what you could almost look at a relationship as. Like it's not always perfect. It don't always feel good, mm-hmm. but it should work out. Yeah. And I think a big portion of that, especially for single people, so I even tell my little brother all the time. I think too many people like take too much time focusing in on other people. So they want to impress someone else. They're going out of their way to do all of these things. Yeah, I did that when we were 16, 18. Um, but I know who I am today. Yeah. And I'm going to draw my line in the sand in the same way she is. And and so um, I would say more important than anything, you can't love nobody till you love yourself. Like, you got to know who you are. You got to make the time to grow. You got to know what, what your expectations are, what you demand in life, and find a partner who supports your goals and is willing to have your back and go to distance with you is going to push you, not going to sit there and allow you to be a pushover or not bring nothing to the table. Like there should be accountability. Yeah. And yeah. But I really believe it always starts on the eye. Yeah. And we've done a lot of growing together, but we've done a lot of growing individually as well. Yeah. And we make time to continue to grow because I think, Life evolves, the world evolves. And if you're the same person you were last five, even last month, you're gonna yeah. get left. Like, yeah. so you gotta just keep keep evolving and growing. Yeah. As you well, become I, more like self-aware of who you are, you become more um aware of what you want. Mm-hmm. Like he's not for somebody else because they might not want someone who shows up. They might need somebody mm-hmm. who is you know who they can show who, up for yeah, and do yeah, yeah how they need it everybody mm-hmm. has different love languages i was just telling my friend how he shows up for you like is that what you need that's not what i need i don't need that in a man that's that's not my love language you know and yeah. i think sometimes people get caught up in like social media and like what he's doing what she's doing mm-hmm. but like what do you need what feeds mm-hmm. your soul mm-hmm. and yeah. he feeds yeah. my soul in a way that m- might not feed other women's soul you know, you got to find your person. Once you become more self-aware with you, you know what you want. I love that, Lacey. And I talk to my clients all the time, my dating coaching clients about like, and to Trent, what you said too, about like being so concerned about impressing the other person, like on a date or on an app or whatever it is. I like, I always start with, if you're nervous on a date, your only job on a date is to decide if you want to go on another date. You don't have to decide if that's your person forever. You don't have to decide if that's your person next month. Did you have enough of a good time? Did that person make you feel good in the way that you want to spend a little more time? And your only job on a second date is to figure out if you want a third date. Like you need to stop future tripping, at least in the beginning about that and see, I love how you put that. Like if that person could feed your soul and focusing on how they make you feel not the other way around but it's it's hard i think i think for women especially women have been socialized particularly in the dating world to always be concerned about am i showing up the right way for this guy how do i get him to like me and it's like no (laughs) it's a two-way street i think um 
off of that, I'm kind of like reversing it a little bit. And that I, I'm almost 30. I feel like I've established myself in my career in a lot of ways. And I kind of have this public image, right? Of like who I, my brand, my personal brand, who I come across as, who I want to be uh, looked at as. And I do think that I have caught myself in many instances not going on dates or not pursuing things with people because I'm afraid of how it might look for my brand. Mm, mm, so mm. thinking about what other people are going to think if I date this person, not, it's not like they're doing anything like crazy, but just yeah, on right, a right, 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 right. level, mm -hmm. it's like, I need to cut that. Like, who cares? Like right. I need to cut that shit out. Like that's something I'm definitely self-aware that I'm like having yeah. these thoughts, but, um, that's also part of it too, you know, when it comes to social media and like now everyone's That's a fake world though. That's I always say that. That's a fake yes. world. Like and and I think the sooner you like you were just saying, the sooner it's not about how other like I, and I get it from a branding standpoint, branding is important. Actually, I feel like being a a married person with multiple kids actually has helped my personal brand more so than anything especially being an ex-felon, it, it softens the blow a little bit. Like, you know, he couldn't have been that. Look at him. He got up four kids in a way. And a dog. And a dog, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it softens the blow in that regard. But I would never give up, like, a rat's fuck. Like, that's that's how I'm at. That's where I'm at in life. Like, you know, and, and I think the sooner everyone gets to that point, that's when you'll find your true happiness because it shouldn't matter what the outside – why the fuck do I care about how you perceive me? Like, you don't, like, unless you not paying my bills. Like, when the bill man come, he ain't looking for you or asking how do you perceive me. Yeah. So why do I care how you perceive me if it ain't putting food on my table? And Absolutely. so, you know, I think, again, I think it really goes back to the, the self-awareness more than anything and, and not getting caught up, like you were saying, in, in more so opinions, letting other people. Yeah. Shit, you might not. And you know what? I learned this. I shouldn't say this story. <laughs> well, now you have to. <laughs> you can't. You can't leave us hanging now. <laughs> End us on um, a high note. Uh, all right. So I, I learned. I learned early on that you shouldn't be with someone uh, just because of a physical attraction. I'll say that, and um, and through that relationship early on, I I learned that it doesn't matter what nobody else says. Like if, if, if that person makes you happy and that's what you enjoy, then so be it. And so, um, and so, and so I think just through that lesson, I've been able to kind of apply that and continue that model. Like, I don't really care what the next person thinks. If I'm happy in this relationship and this person brings me joy, then that's all that should really matter. I was going to say, girl, Kim Kardashian is dating Pete Davidson. Are <laughs> <laughs> <I> dating him? <laughs> that's true. Well, but to your, and that's where it gets like. It makes murky. her happy, though. Yeah, that, that's the, yeah, yeah she, makes her happy. you know, her personal brand is Kanye West. You know, he's a stylist, he's this, mm -hmm. he's waiting. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know her personally, but maybe she had some bucket moment and was like, I'm going to do what makes me happy. Yeah. Well, and I think to your point earlier, it's like this gray area too of 
as long as that person meets like those values with you too. Like, and that's where I know I get caught up sometimes it's cause it's not about like how much money someone makes or where they live or where they grew up or like whatever that is, as long as you have that motivation, that ambition and that mm -hmm. shared vision. So mm -hmm. like, I know I've dated people who similarly, like maybe people would look at us and go really like that. How, how does that work? Or like you're on both sides, like they might, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to sound like, Oh, whatever. But <laughs> pat myself on the back, but that's like it, you, that's where the self-awareness piece is so strong. Cause you're right. It doesn't matter. And social media is fake. That's like everybody's highlight reel for sure. It's yep. those other important things. And when you have that, that's where like, fuck it. Like you said, right. if that person makes you happy and fulfills you, yep. that's what it's about. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, I know we're like a little over time, but I did want to ask because we touched on this, but you guys have four children, which <laughs> is incredible. And they are a range of ages. We were talking right before we started recording about kind of just how that, like you've got a 14 year old and a four month old. <laughs> What are some of the greatest lessons you guys have learned from becoming parents? Let your wife out of work so she could just take <laughs> care of the kids. <laughs> That's advice ever. You know what? I think patience 100%, right? But I have, well, we have, you know, in the last few years have really tried to learn our children's love languages. And learning their love languages has allowed us to love them how they need to be loved versus how we want to give them love. Mm. And that has built like a really close, like mutually respected relationship with our children. Um, well, we're getting there. There are days when. When you've got a teenager, like that's a lot. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, we've had conversations with them about like, what's their love language? How do you want to be loved? What, you know, one wants quality time, one wants gifts. And I think knowing that has really helped us in parenting. Um, so that, that's something that I've learned is to not limit, um, you know, how I, not to love all four of them the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I learned, I think I've learned, I've learned that, uh, the importance of a father's role, mm. just in general, especially I got three daughters. So, you know, I know, I know how impactful everything I do is on them. If I yell too much, guess what? They're going to look for a guy who yells or, or shy away from confrontation altogether. If I'm, you know, like everything has to be a, yeah. a very good balance. Um, I understand too that, you know, I'm more like, if I say something, they kind of move and, and get it done. Um, but I've also learned that I can't overstep my boundaries because if they're home with their mother the majority of the time, if I just come in and start barking orders, then, you know, they will not respect what she has to say. So, you know, just really navigating, understanding that we got some humans who are here to make us better humans. Um, they're going to push our buttons, but they're going to make us that much stronger um, is really, you know, what I've learned. And I've literally changed my life yeah. for each child. You know, so my first child is when, you know, I gave up hustling. Um, my second child is when we got committed and, and got married. Yeah. Um, our third child was in the midst of growing the first business. And now here we have our, our son. And I don't know what shift is still yet he brought to our lives yet 
Um, but like every other one of them, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of joy. And so, um, so no, I look forward to it. I look forward to, I understand the mission. I understand that as a parent, you know, none of them were asked to be here. Um, it's our responsibility. We got 18 years, you know, legally that they'll be, well, they got 18 years. They get out of my house. So they got 18 years to, 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 mold this human into a good human being who yeah. will go on and do amazing stuff in, yeah. in, in the world. And so um, more so just, I learned patience through yeah. my kids because I'm, I'm a very just like to get stuff done. And anybody who knows, like my task at night, every single, for the most part, almost every night is the three-year-old and getting her dinner done, getting the shower, getting washed up, her night routine. And, um, you know, just patience, you know, I, I've done it before, but this one is a little different. Uh, we call her the terror. And, <laughs> and but she through her, I get to live like I'm, I'm happy when, you know, she knows how to take a shower by herself and get dressed by herself. Like I look at those as wins. Like, yeah, like even the other day. Well, I don't know what I don't know if it was the other day or a couple of days ago I was gone. And Lace was doing something with him. And she said Taylor kept talking about the toothbrush. And I told her to hold the toothbrush a certain way. And so Lace didn't really understand, like, why she keep talking about her thumb on the toothbrush? Yeah. And, and, and then when I came, it was like, because I told her, you hold it this way yeah. so she could brush her teeth, like, have a solid control. So my baby's listening to me, you know? And so, um, so no, I think they're joys. And, but like anything, like, we could sit here and highlight all the great stuff, um, but it's work. Like it's tiring. Like we need a break. We tired. People like we go on vacations because we need a break. We need to <laughs> mentally unwind. Um, and you know, from and, and so relationships are work. Like you're gonna have to put work in, you're gonna have to, you know, make sacrifices, you're gonna have to make time, you're gonna have to meet people where they're at. And it doesn't change when you have children, it's just yeah. another reflection of that. And so ultimately, I think marriage and children. They make you a better person in a relationship in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, if you really it, pull out all of the jewels and all of the lessons that it shows you throughout the years. I tell people all the time that I wanted a son to love me because those girls, he can go take the trash out. And they're like, where's daddy? Where's daddy? <laughs> oh. I'm like, if, look oh. out the window. He's right in the <laughs> I, I got a son because he's finally going to love me. Yes. Oh, that's so I feel like you do always hear that, like mothers and sons and dads and their daughters. Like that's, yeah. it, but there's something to it. I, I don't know. I feel like not that you need another business, but like you guys could have a podcast. Like the wisdom, <laughs> the like the, and the realness too of like the highs and the lows and the tough stuff and the work, but the magic and the joy of it too. Like this is, this is it. Like I'm looking at you guys and I just feel like, I don't know. I wish I could hug you through the screen. <laughs> like just the warmth that pours out of your family. And I know I feel it every time you and I get together, Trent, and like, even if we're talking about work stuff, like your family is your backbone. It's like, it breathes out of everything that you do. And it's so beautiful, Lacey, to get to talk to you too and meet the other half. And I don't know, this has just been, I'm smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> Thank you both so much. And oh, 
There might be a fifth baby after tonight. <laughs> after the next trip, there might be. Uh, like, you watch that and you'd be like, wow, I really love this person. <laughs> Thank you both so much. It was so nice to get to know both of you a little bit more. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast at some point. We love that. Hey, I'll be a coach. I'll be a judge. I'll be a a, a coach. A coach. He don't even a know. mentor. I'll be a mentor. <laughs> we actually we need we need men to take our some of our female clients on mock dates and like give them feedback. So Trent, I'm a follow up with you. I don't know how Lacey feels about when that. When you guys were doing the you know the first two minutes, he's like, I'm gonna see if they can sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you both laughing off to the side. I was like, yeah, oh, that's no. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I don't oh. know if she'll let me. Uh, will you let me? I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make you answer on the spot. You know, I think she captain. I would I'd be back with like she, a glass of wine. She would be sitting behind the table right behind us. Like <laughs> if anything, Lacey, he'd come home and be like, he'd be like Thank God I'm not dating like out there anymore. So, right. Right. Or, or they should do a, maybe you have them go out with a, a couple so they could get both perspectives. That's a great idea. Because yeah. that's 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 our next like one of the next rollout things we want to do is just help because so many people, especially and now I'm getting on a tangent, but after the last two years, like if people were really COVID conscious, which a lot of people were, and so many things were closed, like you kind of you a lose a little bit of that skill set. You b lose maybe a little bit of that confidence. And then when you get in your head and start overthinking, mm -hmm. so to go out with someone, no pressure, just to like, okay, like maybe this is a question I wouldn't ask on a first date, or like you were really great at this, or your personality mm -hmm. is so warm. Like do more of this. Like mm -hmm. it's it's got to be that challenge and support, like love people through it kind of thing, just to like build up that skill set. So we're we're just here to create more love. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys again so much for those listening. Uh, make sure you like us, follow us, write us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. We will see you back here every Thursday at Micropolitan Matchmakers. And thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>